Well, we're back at it, kids. You know why? Because it's Monday night. That's what it is. It's Monday night of the March break. You got a kid? They on March break? Mine are. And I'm on holiday. So let's do it. song and if you're watching live and wondering what song I mean well you didn't get to hear it because I'm still working on the technology behind that but if you are listening to the podcast in the podcast player of your choice you just heard the wonderful wonderful track Link Ray Gun" by the Curry Brothers Pride of Gravenhurst Ontario look them up on uh on Bandcamp, I'll uh, I'll provide links in the uh, in the info. Uh, awesome album! Uh, it's an EP, amazing, uh, and you can download it now. So do that, please, and thank you to uh, Rob and uh, I'm assuming his brother, unless he's pretending to have a sibling and calling himself the Curry Brothers. Regardless, uh, awesome. Awesome to have that uh, as our theme. Hey, let's just get into this. Oh, by the way, I sound a little uh, little raspy. Perhaps uh, I completely torched my voice on Saturday and it's I'm still having trouble. Uh, amazingly, uh, surprisingly not yelling at the Six Nations. Uh, I did a bit of that, but it was mainly at my own practice, uh, calling for balls and supporting people and all sorts of stuff. And yeah, I don't know what happened, man. My voice is still pooched. I really did a number on the old vocal cords, apparently. So uh, that's where we're at. I could do a jazz program if that would be better. Yeah, that was uh, that was the old standard Pennsylvania 65,000. That was recorded right here in Toronto in uh, 1947. Uh, Jason Duke was the orchestrator on that. And of course, uh, Ed Chavanusi on Claves. See, it sounds great. Uh, <laughs> let's just drink some beer and stop talking about me. What do we got tonight? We got a banger right there. If you're watching the video, uh, you see the beautiful, very distinctive cans of uh, none other than friend of the pod left field brewery. This is Moonshot Double IPA. And do you know what I know about this beer? Absolutely nothing. Well, I know it's a double IPA. It says very clearly right on the front. It's 8% alcohol. Couldn't avoid seeing that. Haven't read the label other than that. Uh, it is an 8% double IPA. Does that mean I'm probably going to be very happy? Probably. Um, yeah, bought it at the LCBO, was in the other day, just picking up some beers, saw it, thought, hey, I need something for the pod tonight. I don't need something for the pod next week. Thank, thanks for asking. Uh, we're going to do some Beyond the Pale next week. Excited about that. But uh, they just arrived, well, not just now, they arrived a little while ago, but I wanted to get them chilled down. Also, I'd already bought this, so we're going with it. Um, I'm going to give a pour. Now, I did pull this... Uh, IPA glass out of the reserve glassware department. Our regular glass department is all in the dishwasher right now. No idea how clean it is, but uh, we'll see. It does not look particularly clean. I mean, it's clear, but there's going to be some serious bubblies. Oh, I'm not doing this on camera. Oh, gosh, I'm out of practice. Oh, look at all those bubbles. It looks like a Sprite ad. If your Sprite is this color, send it back. Look at those bubbles. That's disgusting. Um, it does look delightful, though. Not as Sprite 
and the glass isn't clean, but the beer itself, hazy, dark amber, kind of almost orange in the middle, although I kind of have a bit of a pink hue to my ring light tonight, so uh, that could be saying, could be informing it a little bit. Interesting, head drop very quickly, but again, um, questionably clean glassware, so that could be on me. That might not be Left Field's fault. Uh, Moonshot, double IPA. Let's see what we got here. Wow. It's very fruity smelling. It's very peachy and orange juicy. Actually sort of fuzzy peach slicey, which is like peachy and citric acidy. Hmm. Give it a little swirl. See if we can wake it up a little. Yeah, I mean... There's some tropical-y kind of notes, too, but the big thing, it's peachy. Maybe not quite like juicing from sawdust, but it's peachy. All right. Hmm. That's interesting. I need another sip. I've never had anything like this before and that in a very good way. I can't even explain to you what's going on here. I can't. I'm going to tell you. It is very juicy. Again, peachy and and clementiney, actually, more than orangey. It's a little sweeter than orange, sort of clementiney or tangerine, perhaps. Um, so very peachy. Very clementiney, let's go with. We're going to go with clemmies. I, I'm not sure if I'm losing my mind, but it, it's, it's crazy fruity hoppy and not at all bitter. Like, not even a little. It's, um... Mm. There's a little bit of bitterness to it, a little, but not anywhere near, I I was going to say enough, but that makes it sound like this is a problem. It's not a problem. It's amazing. I'm very confused right now. I need to, I need to have another sip. This is weird. It tastes, so it's peachy, as I say, and clementiney. But it doesn't taste like they've put peach juice and clementine juice in there. It tastes like they've used a very fruity hop. And I guess very late addition, like predominantly whirlpool addition, maybe like not even in, in the flame out. Or I wonder if it's called moonshot. I wonder if they're using some sort of like cold steeping or something. I, I swear to God, there's no alpha acids in this beer, or there's very little alpha acid. It tastes hoppy and and peachy and clemmy-y, but it's not bitter. I don't know what they've done. This is amazing, though. It's so delicious. Uh, also, super velvety, creamy body. I, I don't think it's wheat. I don't think really get any wheat off of it. I think it's oats. I think I'm pretty sure this has got oats in it because uh, it's got that 
like, like velvety is the word I always use with oats. Oats give it this real smooth velvety uh, kind of body. That is fantastic, but surprising. I keep waiting because hops can build, right? The, the physical bitterness on your cheeks can build. I've had like five or six sips and it's not building. Hang on. Okay. Yeah. Um, malts, I mean, there is, I think, pretty sure oats in there. I get a bit of a... There's a multi quality there. It's not. It's not quite. It's not caramelly or anything. The problem is you really have to dig through the peaches and, and clementine. I could be convinced. It's not just two row. There's something a little bit darker in there. It might even be something like like a Munich or something like that, but it isn't super caramelly. It's kind of brown bready almost, almost. But again, I, I'm still just so, I don't want to say off put because that sounds negative. Not a negative thing. Just not expecting what's happening in my mouth right now. It's like there's a party and everyone's invited and everyone brought peaches and clementines and nobody brought bitterness. Hmm. I'm starting to get a little bit of a bitterness build happening in my mouth. But it's still like when you think of like a New England IPA, like Life in the Clouds is an easy one to reach for. Life in the Clouds is very late hopped. It's very aromatic. It's not a particularly bitter IPA, and it's significantly more bitter than this. I don't know what the hell's going on. I wonder if I have COVID and I've lost my sense of smell. I don't think so. I can smell it perfectly well and I can taste it. I just can't taste bitterness. This is so weird. Mm -mm 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 -mm. Okay, I'm going to read the can because I'm confused. Uh, it just says it's a strong beer. Check bottom for freshness. There's just a green dot. Green means go in my books. Uh, funny enough, it doesn't actually say anything. The ballpark pairing, Korean-style uh, fried chicken. Never heard of that. Never Don't know what ballpark you get that at, but sounds delicious if you like fried chicken. What is Korean-style fried chicken? Is it like... It's not like karage, which is like made with panko, is it? I don't know. Never had it. Featured... Oh! Oh, oh, oh. Oh, there is wheat in here, by the way, too. But there's less wheat than there is oats. The hops. They got me. They got me. I didn't even think of that. There's Eldorado hops in there, which can be lemony uh, or citrusy, sometimes peachy, depending on how you pull them off. But the first thing listed is cryopop. Those, those rascals over at left field. I don't know why I didn't think of that. Okay, what's cryopop? I'm not entirely sure. Cryopop is a cryogenically somethinged, I think powder, <laughs> uh, 
but it's the lupulin from the hops and it gets like in some pro uh, you know what I'm going to finish this thought, but then I'm going to look it up. It, it, somehow using a cryogenic, I don't know, it gets separated. And the key is it it's it's like hop perfume. It's like just aroma. That's all it is. Just aroma. That's why there's no bitterness in here is because they've used cryopop and I bet they used it generously. Let's look up what the hell cryopop is. Cryopop. From Yakima Chief Hops, YCH, as it's sometimes referred to. Oh, this is a. Oh, 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 this is an interesting. Oh, my gosh. The banner that says Cryopop Original Blend. Oh, and they look like hop nuggets. Hmm. It, it, it's interactive with your mouse. It's fascinating. Bridging the gap between raw hop aroma and finished beer. Well, there's a video. I'm not going to watch it. Yakima Chief Hops has pioneered the use of cutting-edge hop lab analysis techniques. Blah, 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 blah. Add, add, uh, blend with the power to add a true pop of hop aromas and flavors in beers. Uh, I got to be honest with you. I, I, it really doesn't say. They are pellets. It's not powder. Um, there's a lot of uh, really uh, deep data about um, using it as an amplifier or in a single hot beer or in biotransformation, which we've talked about. Mm, I have a feeling that they probably don't really want to... Uh, really want to promote... Or not promote, a uh, giveaway... <laughs> what they're doing with it. Um, that's just a guess. Okay, so here's the long and short of it. I still don't know much, but they have a pretty cool website if you go to cryopopblend.com. Cryopop. Original blend. Oh, and there's lightning in the background. I forgot to mention that. That's something. Uh, okay, well, we didn't get much out of that. <laughs> it is delicious, and I, I've heard of it. I just don't know what the hell it is, so... There you go, cryopop. That's what's in here, and that's why it's not particularly bitter, I think. For an 8% beer, with what I can only describe as very generous hop aromas, it is a little disconcerting, but very delightful how not bitter this beer is. So that's what we got. This is Moonshot, double IPA from Left Field. Can't remember how much I spent on it. Probably around three fifty. Just a guess. No idea. Uh, oh, you know what I could do? I could look up the beer instead of the hop. Moonshot IPA. It's a double, but we'll just go with it. Uh, I I put Moonshoot IPA, but they figured it out. Don't you worry. Uh, oh. You can, sa you can save $1.50 right now on a four-pack of Moonshot Double IPA from Left Field. Just twelve sixty-five per can. That sounds like it's actually more like four or something a can. Anyway, that's probably what I paid for. I believe it. Uh, what do they say? Typically used to describe home, run home runs that go so long and deep they practically enter orbit. Moonshot Double IPA has classic tangerine, check, and pineapple flavors. 
Okay, I said something tropical. I'll buy that. Plus aromas of white peach. I don't know. I couldn't tell you the difference between a white peach and a red peach. They're peachy. And juicy cantaloupe. Hmm. I didn't get any melon myself. Hmm. Hmm. I mean, maybe now that they mention it. And uh, from a heavy dose of cryopop and Eldorado hops, no further information there. Rounded out with a touch of sweetness and body from the addition of golden naked oats. I think that that's pronounced naked, but I always read it for some reason as naked. <laughs> it's N-A-K-E-D. That definitely says naked. But are they naked oats or are they naked oats? Is, can you nake an oat? I don't know. Moonshot is a smash hit. Contains wheat. Yeah, thanks for rubbing it in. I missed the wheat. My bad. I did get the golden naked oats, naked oats. Why is there no brewers watching right now who can tell me whether they're naked or naked? Golly. Uh, and you can't even Google something like that. Shoot. If you're a brewer and you know, or if you just know the answer, message me, please. I need to know. Inquiring minds, you know. Once again, they say ballpark pairing Korean style fried chicken. We're going to look up Korean style fried. Well, <laughs> all I had to put in was Korean style FR and it came right up. Oh, well, Korean fried chicken, usually called chicken in Korea, although they've spelled it C-H-I-K-I-N. So that looks kind of cool. Refers to a variety of fried chicken dishes cre created in South Korea, including the basic here I do chicken and spicy yang 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 chicken. Hmm. That was a lot more difficult than I suspected it was going to be. Uh, in South Korea, fried chicken is consumed as a meal, an appetizer, en jus, or as an after meal snack. That sounds like it's immediately after the meal. Hmm. Let's see what Google has to say. What is different about Korean fried chicken? Korean style fried chicken is radically different, reflecting an Asian frying technique that renders out the fat in the skin, transforming it into a thin, crackly, and almost transparent crust. That does sound good if you like chicken. I don't. So, who cares? It seems to be a very specifically styled fried chicken. It does not appear to be breaded. That's interesting. It gets the, the fat comes out of the skin and it just leaves the actual epidermis crunchy and crackly behind. And then it appears in all the photos I'm looking at to be tossed in some sort of uh, dark brown reddish uh, sauce. They seem to mostly be talking about um, soy sauce, brown sugar, tomato. Uh, oh, I never pronounced that right. Gochujang, gochujang. Go, 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 I don't know how you say that. Honey, stuff like that. And then they all seem to have a little, little sprinkle of sesame seed on there. Well, that does look like a tasty meal. I have no idea how that would go with this. But in principle, I like it. I like it. But you know what I want to have with this? I want to go a little different, if I may be so bold. And I may be, because this is my podcast. 
here's what I want to have with this. Now, I'm worried. Did I just reference this? We had it about two weeks ago, and uh, it would be perfect with this. And forgive me if I paired a last week's beer, which I don't think I did. Yeah, I think we're fine. Uh, Picari, which is an Indonesian pineapple curry. Not a pineapple fried rice. Pineapple fried rice is delicious and could also work well with this. I would not stop you if what you wanted was to make pineapple fried rice. I would be all in for that. But specifically for me, Picari, which is a uh, rich coconut curry with the aforementioned pineapples in it. You do use um, some turmeric. Well, you use a curry powder, basically, uh, and some turmeric. It's very yellow in color. But you also add a not insignificant uh, measure of uh, allspice, uh, cardamom, and a little, you got to go careful with these guys because they'll they'll get you if you're not careful, but a little cloves. As noted in, I mean, most uh, folks that I know generally only have access to like coconut milk, um, like the can. If you can get coconut cream, which is like way higher fat content, all the better. Ideally cream. But if all you can get is milk, milk will be fine. You might need to thicken it a little with just a little cornstarch. Because uh, you don't want it to be like green curry consistency, which green curry really should be quite liquidy and fatty. This you want it to be um, thicker. But not thick, thick. It should still sink into the rice, leaving glistening, shiny, slightly spiced uh, chunks of pineapple behind. And it is as good as it sounds. By the way, what else goes in there? Uh, Galangal, shallots or onion, if you don't have shallots, which we tend to just use onion. Bit of garlic. You can use real ginger too, but Galangal is great if you get your hands on it. Um, And then as I say, you're going to start that stuff frying. You're going to chuck in your pineapple. You can use canned pineapple, but you're much better off to use a a fresh pineapple because canned pineapple is already cooked. Uh, Fresh pineapple not cooked. That's what you want. Um, Toss that around. Maybe even get a little color on the pineapple, a little caramelization. Soak up all that, um, all the onion and and ginger and galangal and spices that have kind of cooked to the pan are now going to start sticking to the pineapple. Then you pour in your uh, cream and that'll turn into a nice sauce. It doesn't have to cook long because it's pineapple, like you can eat it raw. So you just want to get it basically heated through uh, and then you're going to serve that. I mean, ideally on sticky rice, um, but again, um, you know, not a lot of uh, my immediate friend circle are... um, able or interested in making their own sticky rice. Uh, it's not that hard, but it's a thing you got to do. So just rice is fine, uh, but sticky rice is better. If you have sticky rice, you don't serve the curry on the sticky rice. You serve the curry in a bowl and then you have a bowl of sticky rice and then, or you can serve the sticky rice next to the curry. And then you take bits of sticky rice and bits of the curry and you eat it. It's perfect. And if you can have some, uh, shrimp crackers, uh, with it, even better, even better. Obviously, if you're vegan, leave the shrimp crackers out. Um, it, otherwise, it's a it's an entirely vegan meal, or it should be. There's no reason you don't have to put butter in there. Uh, uh, some people do add um, uh, meat to it. You could add uh, shredded pork or shredded chicken, roasted typically, and you shred it. Um, or barbecue if you go to an Asian market and get a chunk of barbecue uh, chicken. 
that'd go okay in it, but you don't need to. It's it's mainly a sweet and sour fruit dish, basically. Very nice. Uh, very tasty. Would go really well with this because, as noted, they even say pineapple. Yeah, sure, I'll go with pineapple. Um, it doesn't have quite the level of bitterness to really uh, cut that fat, but I'm not so worried about that because the pineapple in the curry kind of already does that. And then you'll just get all that citrusy and peachy goodness, which will go so well. It's very fragrant. Uh, uh, with the very fragrant uh, curry just be fantastic that's what I want to have with it you can keep your Korean fried chicken sounds cool but I ain't gonna eat it but pineapple curry I'm in I am in uh, so that's what we're doing that's what we're having if you're just joining in Moonshot double IPA from Left Field Brewery available right now at the LCBO also at the brewery on sale as I just discovered when I looked at the website uh, so you can swing by pick some of that up I uh, don't know where Left Field's at in terms of um, their reopening I, I'm fairly certain that the, the tap room is open again don't know what the requirements are surely still masking uh, at least until that's lifted and I wouldn't be surprised left field's the kind of place that would say no please keep masking we want to keep everybody safe uh, vaccine mandate uh, also possibly probably uh, going to be kept in place but I don't know I haven't heard one way or the other uh, if you can't be bothered to get vaccinated or wear a mask um, don't go to a brewery <laughs> stay home don't care uh, otherwise go hang out at left field great spot love it as we all know left field of course uh, foundational in the this podcast insofar as Mandy and I started it so that's great uh, <laughs> what else have we got I got a couple of things hang with me I'm gonna have a sip of beer and then I'll tell you about the things hmm it is a really good beer. Little worrisome at 8%. It's not drinking like an 8% double IPA. I couldn't tell you exactly what it is drinking like. A very fruity 5% regular IPA? I don't know. It's delicious. What do we got on? This is a big weekend, kids. Big week, followed by a big weekend, followed by more life. In, in what, what was the Stevie Wonder album? Life in the key, no, in the key of life. Ugh, friggin' heck. Weird sidetrack. Anyway, this is what's happening after I have a sip of beer. Thursday. St. Patty's. That's with two D's, not T's. St. Patty's with T's is, oh, Rob is here and he's listening and he commented songs in the key of life. Man, I could not have come up with that to save my soul. Thanks, buddy. Glad to have you with us. First time listener, long time caller. What? No, oh, frig. You don't have to correct that one. I know it. Uh, Thursday, St. Paddy's, P-A-D-D-Y, apostrophe S, St. Patrick's Day, commemorating the patron saint of, if you said Liberia, you are correct. <laughs> also Ireland, apparently. Um, is it Liberia? Something like that. He's patron of a few places. Uh, I typically avoid going out on St. Patty's, but my rugby team's going on a pub crawl because any excuse to drink is a good one. And I'm going to go. I'm not going to go on the whole thing because I am not a young man. I am an old man. And that could kill me. Um, but I'll make a showing, have a couple of couple of brews with the fellas, and uh, that should be fun. Probably have a sore head on Friday. Uh, 
if you're planning on going out and celebrating, um, do me two favors. Uh, assuming you are in a place of financial ability to uh, tip the hell out of your servers because A, it's a terrible night to work and B, it's going to be an extra terrible night to work because there's going to be a lot of pent-up stupidity from people who haven't been going out enough. And uh, we typically used to refer to St. Patty's as amateur hour at the bar because all the regular hard drinkers stayed away and it was all sorts of people who were just going to get messy as hell. Uh, So if you are out, A, please, I mean... I'm not going to tell you to enjoy responsibly. We all know what you're getting yourself into, but uh, just tip well and try not to be too messy. Please don't, eh, you know, do your best. Okay, keep it together, please. Uh, Also, I've got a real, real bee in my bonnet and I've had it for years. If for some reason you feel the need to take a shot of like, I don't even know what it is, uh, Bailey's and drop it in a glass of Guinness. And it's a boiler maker. When you do that, it's a, a shot of liquor in a glass of beer and, and shoot that, which is a popular way to get real drunk. Uh, feel free. I mean, maybe don't, that's probably not the best combination, but feel free. Um, but please stop referring to it as an Irish car bomb. Irish car bombs aren't funny and they're not cool and they certainly aren't delicious. They killed a lot of people. Uh, I have friends who were raised with the ongoing threat of Irish car bombs in their day to day life. And uh, that's just not cool. Um, We probably would think it would be in poor taste to make a shot called an improvised explosive device or a roadside bomb. Um, Irish car bombs the same. So uh, let's just lay off that name. If you want a shot of Bailey's and a Guinness, you should be forced to say that because then you'll realize how stupid a proposition that is. Just have a Guinness. It's good beer. I have one tattooed on my wrist. Trying to get it on camera. Can you all see that? If you're listening to the podcast, I just showed my wrist, which has a tattoo of a pint of Guinness. Anyway, uh, it is going to be a fun night. It should be a fun night. Uh, Be responsible. Oh, I've got late breaking news. Hey, If you are in the Lake Simcoe region and want to swing by the Lake Simcoe Arms Pub on St. Paddy's, arguably one of the finest bar bands in the land is playing. Uh, None other than Sons of Ringo, my friends Rob and Frank, who throw one hell of a fun party. Uh, you want to check them out. Uh, not a lot of details in that news brief. I'm going to go with no cover, uh, drink and tip a lot. And, uh, if they pass a jug, put some money in it. That's the plan. Okay. Uh, if, so if you're up that way, Lake Simcoe, that is going to be a good time. Uh, always a pleasure to hang out with them. Uh, unfortunately for me, they live north of the city and I live at the Southern end of the city. So it can be tricky for me to get to where they're playing, but when I can, I make the effort. They are a fantastic, fantastic act. So check them out. Uh, after that, it's the weekend, which gone on probably, probably one of these three things. I hope a 
It is the uh, Steam Whistle Roundhouse Craft Beer Festival on Saturday. Tickets, I believe, $40 gets you a glass, gets you in. You buy tickets to get beers. There's like food trucks. It's the usual thing. Good news. It's outside, so it's quite safe. So uh, you want to check that out if you can. The other thing you might want to check out, and I will tell you, you can do them both, is uh, they're doing the Beer Whip Beer Release Party at Little Beasts in Whitby, Ontario uh, at Little Beasts. You can look it up. The address is something. Mm, I forgot. But uh, easy to find. Easy to find. What is it? Well, it's a beer made in partnership between Little Beasts, Aaron, uh, at Little Beasts, and my friend, your friend, friend of the pod, fearless Fred Kennedy, the afternoon drive guy at Q107, who went to Disney World around the same time as Aaron from Little Beasts. Not at literally the same time, but in the same time frame. And they both independently discovered that they really like the Dole Whip uh, uh, confection, which is sort of like a, a real fruit juice pineapple slushy, and uh, you can get it made with alcohol. So ain't that something. So they decided to make a beer uh, like that. So it's like a pineapple-y... I believe there's lactose in it. Uh, it's it's a heck of a cool sounding beer. Little acidic, little vanilla-y, a lot of pineapple-y. Uh, it sounds pretty interesting if you ask me. I'm going to try and lay my hands on a bottle of it. And uh, the release is happening on Saturday. They've been planning that for a while. But what with uh, Putin trying to make World War III a thing that we have to deal with, uh, they've decided to make the release party a fundraiser for humanitarian efforts in Ukraine. So A, awesome opportunity to go out to Little Beasts. B, awesome opportunity to have a really cool, fun beer. And C, it's a fundraiser for humanitarian work in uh, Ukraine. So win, 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 win all around. Hey, and if you're going to go and you're a geek, wear a geeky like t-shirt. I, I said in the zine, your best Baimon sci-fi con shirt, because Aaron and Fred are both giant geeks too. And not only will they appreciate it, but if you ask, they'll probably take a selfie with you and then you can post it to your social medias and say, check it out. I'm hanging out with two other geeks. We're all geeks here. So if you like that, do that. Uh, what I mentioned earlier, that you could do them both. You can go, I mean, either direction. If I were you, and I'm not you, but if I were you, I think I would go to Whitby first. And then I would take the GO train from there to Union Station. And I would get off and I would finish at the Roundhouse Craft Beer Festival. Of course, you could go in the other direction. Uh, either way works. My understanding is both events are more or less all day. So look them up. Not hard to find on the Internet. Uh, and uh, but the thing why I'm not going to be at either of those is because it is Super Saturday in the Guinness Six Nations. The big finale. And guys, I don't want to bore you with statistics. That's a damn bold faced lie. I 100 percent want to bore you with statistics, but I'm not going to. I will just tell you that in a contest with six teams this particular year, there are only two teams that can win it. The obvious choice is France. All they have to do is beat England. England has looked like crap, and it doesn't look like they stand a chance against France. If France beat England, boom, not only do they win the Six Nations, but they win what's called a Grand Slam, which means they won every game. Good for them. Fantastic rugby team. I still don't think they're actually playing at their potential uh but man they play beautiful rugby uh the only other team that could take it 
And don't get nostalgic or romantic and think, oh, they got to do it this year because it's so close to St. Paddy's, uh, is Ireland, funny enough. Uh, this tournament pretty much always ends <laughs> on St. Paddy's Day. Sometimes it's literally on St. Paddy's. Uh, so Ireland should always win it on principle. Uh, but uh, I was going to say rarely do, not quite the right wording, but... They're certainly not the dominant team uh, in the tournament. There isn't a dominant team in the tournament, which is part of why it's such a good tournament. Ireland could also win it. What Ireland needs to win this tournament is for England to beat France and for themselves, Ireland, to beat Scotland. Ireland beating Scotland right now seems like a foregone conclusion. It's just a question of how effectively they're going to beat Scotland. Again, England beating France... That's a much bigger ask. Uh, but if those two things happen, well then, Ireland will certainly be celebrating uh, that victory. And those players who will have not been allowed to celebrate St. Paddy's will make anything you think you could get up to on St. Patrick's Day look like a church fete. <laughs> it will be it will be messy in Dublin if Ireland wins the uh, Six Nations. Anyway, all three games take place on Saturday. They start at 10.15 because of the time change. Uh, UK has not started daylight savings, so we get an extra hour, but the problem is it means it goes an hour later. So I'm going to be in it right up until dinner, and then I'm going to come home and have to work real hard to keep my stuff together. But it will be worth it because, man, what a day of rugby it's going to be. Also, Wales is going to beat Italy. The question is by how much? I guess... 46 points. And I guess that Italy scores zero tries, but gets nine points from three penalties. That's my guess. You heard it first here, kids. Anyway, that's what I'm doing on Saturday. That's the stuff that you could be doing. Hey, if you want to check out the Six Nations and you're not going to the other events I mentioned, come on down to Bombing Beach Club. It's 20 bucks at the door. Cash, please. Bar will be open at 9, which is an hour before the game start. Kitchen is open all day. You can get all your meals there if you need. Uh, but the most important thing is that the $20 at the door goes to support our junior rugby program, of which I'm a coach and eternally thankful for the support. Also, we're going to be having a raffle. We recently lost a, uh, a, a former teammate, uh, a wonderful woman named May Waters, who sadly and very suddenly passed away about two weeks ago, uh, leaving behind a year-and-a-half-year-old child and a widowed husband. So we're uh, making our our raffle this year, not for the junior rugby program, but for her GoFundMe to uh, build a support uh, nest egg for her child. So uh, if you could support that as well, very appreciative. That's what's going on on Saturday. It is a big, big day for day drinking, uh, no matter how you take it in. Uh, as noted, uh, Tons and tons of things, I'm sure, happening on St. Paddy's Day. The one you want to check out if you are north of the city is Sons of Ringo at Lake Simcoe Arms Pub. Oh, I wish I could be there. I really do. Anyway, uh, that's what we got going on. The beer today was the Moonshot Double IPA from Left Field. A uh, shockingly not bitter Double IPA. My gosh, I like this beer a lot. Uh, worrisome at 8% and how easy it goes down. But other than that, everything about it just, and that is kind of perfect too. I'm glad I only have one because I would be seriously thinking about having another. And then I would have had two 8% beers and felt like I'd just been drinking soda. So that would not be good for anybody, mostly me and to a lesser extent, my wife. 
Mm-mm-mm. As I teased at the beginning of the episode, next week we're going to be drinking something, maybe some things we'll have to see from uh, Beyond the Pale Brewing from Ottawa. Why are we having them? Well, because they sent me some beer very nicely of them. Also a pretty cool toque. Pretty excited about that. There are two things a brewery can give me in addition to beer that makes me very happy, and that is toques. I was going to say hats, but the problem is I have an uncommonly large head, and most hats don't fit me, but toques tend to at least somewhat and often really well fit me, uh, especially when they're supposed to be giant oversized hipster slouchy toques, and then they just fit me like normal hats, which is kind of nice. You want to get to my heart, you send me a toque, or a bottle of hot sauce, or both, but uh, but that's neither here nor there. Beyond the Pale sent along a beautiful care package with some brews, and a toque, and some glassware, if I'm honest, so it'll be in proper glassware. So we are going to be drinking some things, maybe from uh, Beyond the Pale next week. Might even see a guest. Could happen. I haven't made any plans yet. That is the plan, though, so I will be back next Monday. Monday, Monday, you know the drill, 9 p.m.-ish. A little late if I have to reboot my computer like I did today, but, you know, it's pretty soft and squishy. Don't forget, Spent Grains, the beer zine is out at Spent Grains Zine, S-P-E-N-T-G-R-A-I-N-S-Z-I-N-E, all one word at Instagram, download the latest issue, download past issues, look at photos, whatever. Uh, It is there, and I am happy to report I've had some sightings in the wild sent my way. So if you're a brewery or a bar, go ahead and get that printable version, double-sided, fold it once, printed, and you have got yourself a zine. Uh, And I think that's it. I feel like I should have left a while ago, and I'm still talking and drinking this beer. Mm. And it is a good beer. In just a moment, I will wave goodbye and say good night. And you will be treated once again to the musical stylings of the Curry Brothers from Gravenhurst, Ontario, with our new theme this year. Link Ray Gunn off of the album We Are the Curry Brothers. Download it on Bandcamp. It is worth every penny. That album, it's a banger. 